Do my stretches. Get ready for serious pee casting. You need to do some stretches before NAM. Jeez, oh, I need to do, hit the gym for like three weeks before NAM. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan. And my name is Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. You said that with so much whimsy in your Woo! voice, Steve. Dude, I'm so tired. <laughs> Yo, dude, same. I, we'll get to that uh, later on in yeah. the episode. But this, first... This first ad was sent by Ed Pandisky up. Yeah, that's got to be the correct pronunciation, and I'm not going to even try to correct you because I've got nothing. Scalloped guitar custom finish, Floyd Rose, missing screw, neck screw, locking nut screw, tuner washer. (laughs) That's missing a few things. GFS Filtertron and Charlie Christian. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Custom (laughs) guitar scalloped. This, this guitar has so many different parts from so many different things, and I don't think any of it fits together correctly. <laughs> what is that the way Floyd Roses are supposed to be strung? Uh, I've never flo- I've never run. A, I've never done a. I've never. You've never. You've never. Okay. I've like, never tried to reach. I know some of them have some like people, the double ball end. Some people do that. Mm-hmm. This is, I didn't even look that close at this. Oh my gosh. These are vintage style tuners. Yeah, they're split top tuners and they, okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't even look this close at it until just now. Let, let's let's describe what we're looking at here for, for the audio podcast listeners. Uh, and everyone who's watching the video obviously can see the pictures. We've got what looks like a uh, an ESP body. Yeah, some kind of bolt-on ESP Viper. Yeah, a Viper body, so an SG-style body that looks like it's been sprayed with a brownish Rhino liner. Yeah. Like a truck bed liner. It is chunky and thick. It looks like a piece of, like, fake rock that you'd see at an amusement park or something like that. So we're already off to the races with the nonsense here. Uh, Then it's got... A Gretsch Filtertron? Is that a Filtertron or is that a it's Dinosonic? A, it's a, well, it's a Guitar Fetish Tron. It's a, it's a G-Tron. So it's some kind of, they say it's a Filtertron, so that, who that, knows. That's, that's in the bridge position. Yeah. 
then in the next position, it has that's the Charlie Christensen or whatever. Yeah, Charlie Christian uh, pickup single coil. So of course, this is the perfect pairing to put on. A, is that a parallelogram? Uh, the shape. Yeah, it's like a stretched. No, it's a stretched it's a out hexagon. It's a stretched out hexagon. But I didn't know if it, if it was so long if that would change it. But I guess that's not. It wouldn't. Parallelograms change it. are four sided always. Okay. All right. So. That's not the end of the nonsense here. It's got a reverse headstock Kramer neck on it. Yep. A 24 fret reverse headstock maple fret boarded uh, Kramer style what neck. What do they call ba- it? Bana- ba- banana. Is banana and hockey stick different? No, it's about the same. It's a banana hockey headstock. Uh, it's been scalloped because we're just going to keep adding details into this. Is a scalped neck because yep. why yep. not? And then it's got one of those Floyd roses that mounts on top of a tunematic setup mounted to oh, it. Oh, that's what's going on here, right? It's okay. it's one of those Floyds that is made to go on a Les Paul or is you know an aftermarket add-on sort of thing. Gold hardware, it's all tarnished and grimy looking the way gold tends to. The the bridge. It looks like it's crooked on the posts. I'm not totally sure. I mean, it might just be set up completely wrong. But, I mean, this, some of the strings are snapped and everything's all wonky. And there's just so much going on here. It's just so much. What did they want for this? Did it's we have definitely price? crooked on the post. You don't, dude, if you... If you see the nine hundred dollars, you're gonna end the show right now. Nine hundred dollars. Right. Uh, so this week, this week's adventurers club winner is <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, this is this is on eBay. They're nine hundred or best offer. And this this ad we, came in probably probably I had to scroll back like three pages of emails. Right. So this probably right. came in at least like a month or two ago. It's still on eBay. It's still on eBay. Still nine hundred. Yeah, because they they didn't send the the listing details. I had to go gotcha. to eBay to get it. It's it's missing a uh, a locking button from the nut. Yep. Uh, and now we'll now we'll finally get to the headstock situation. It's got vintage style split top tuners, mm-hmm. and it's not uncommon for people who use Floyd's to reverse the direction of the string and put the ball on the tuner because it's just convenient. And then you trim it down when you get to the bridge to to fit into where they clamp in. Okay. Um. You don't. You wouldn't. Do, you wouldn't do that with a split top tuner because you're putting a lot of stress on the. The stress doesn't go on the side posts like that. You don't want to pull on those. Right. You put the string. You put the string down into the middle, and the stress is pulling against the post, and the winds just happen to, to come out of that split top and then go down around it. So this this is just begging for stress that doesn't need so, to happen on the so side So would parts. the proper way to do this be to to like clip the ball ends yes, off and, yes. then, and then string it normally? Yes. Because then you still have the little bit of like plain, plain wire right. that you could you put need, into you the You need tuner. plain wire going into okay. both sides, going into the tuner and going into the bridge. This and that's not, that's not hard. You're, you're going to need to clip it no matter what. So just, just do it. Like you don't need to save the ball ends. Like that's so, sloppy in my Somebody uh, in the discord the other day suggested that we give every presidential candidate a Floyd Rose guitar to restring uh, as, as a competence as, as a test? cognitive test but based on what <laughs> i barely you, passed that test when i was, was 16 it, based on what you just described i don't think i can do it now and i science for a living it's it, the my first electric guitar had a cheap knockoff floyd on it 
And the first time I broke a string, I didn't break a string. I, I, I released the string and didn't realize what I had done. Because right. I was trying to make adjustments. And I was like, oh, what does this adjustment do? And then the string popped out. So then I was trying to figure out how to restring it. And it, it probably took me a good four hours to figure mm-hmm. out what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was pretty helpful internet. Like there was an internet. We had email, but I I hadn't discovered forums yet. And there right. was no information. I didn't know you could go to the internet for information on things like this. Because it was just for email mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. that point. Um, yeah, it took me four hours to figure out how to restring a Floyd. <laughs> The first time I did it. It wasn't the first time I restrung a guitar. It was the first time I'd restrung an electric guitar. Right. Because I had, you know, I'd, I'd read on my acoustic guitar a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times before this. But, yeah, this is a, a bit of a disaster. It's not a real Kramer neck, I'm assuming. This is some sort of parts neck. Uh, it doesn't look like it's expensive, but I could be wrong. It just has that really light-grained wood, all parts sort of like, not that all parts is bad, but you know what I mean, like a mighty might unfinished sort of like all partsy sort of neck is the vibe I'm getting here. Could be totally wrong. Um what a what a a pile of stuff. I mean even it's without really... even without the rhino lining, this would be something really different. But that rhino lining, it just makes it look like a, a squishy turd. Like you look at that close up and it looks like Oh, it looks it looks horrific. It looks like poop. It looks really lumpy and moist and oily and gross. <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> this is one of those projects where, like, after the first step, they should have just stopped because it was never going to get any better. Like, this is this is a parts bucket at best. Mm-hmm. You're getting the pickups. You're getting the bridge. The body, it, it I mean, that's Rhino Liner. Yeah. I bet the person who did this, they spray Rhino liner for a living and they're like, oh, might as well. I'm going to promote the business and I'll hang this in the office or whatever. The, the, the body's lost. I don't think you can salvage that because that's, that's tough stuff, right? That's not going to come off. No, it's that's not, not going to come off with a heat gun. It's not going to come off at all. It's not coming off at all. You'd have to chip it off with a chisel and what's going to be left of the body after that. The, the neck, I guess that you could move that to another project, but the body's, <laughs> The body's done. The neck is scalloped, so you'd you you you'd want to have a permanent scalloped neck situation. And those bridges ain't cheap. I'm I I think I looked them up one time and they were like four hundred bucks or something like really? that. Really? For an FRX. Yeah, let me look it up. Interesting. The I love how the humbucker is mounted in a standard humbucking ring, but filtertrons are slightly smaller. Yeah, it's just kind of floating so in there. It's just this gap. This guitar has five barely strings the gold one is 357 but it it comes with a locking nut that this one does not well this comes with two-thirds of a lock yeah but it doesn't come with the uh floyd rose style oh gotcha because it's got a a special uh, locking nut that comes with this uh, with this setup here but 357 at sweetwater brand new for the gold one okay we got 900 dollars obo on this i started to ask this question earlier what is your obo on this oh man You've identified some parts. I think the GFS humbucker is probably like 20, 30 bucks, maybe a little more. I don't know. That Charlie Christian, I couldn't find a Charlie Christian under $70. So you are looking at like, say, ballpark $100 in pickups. Like you said, like maybe, 400 bucks. maybe that's a no, $200, it's, it's, $200 bridge it's, since it's missing some parts. It's 400 bucks to take this whole thing. And that's just because I'm 
is that's just for the parts because like none of this is new nam has softened you sir i wouldn't go north of 250 on this it's pretty rough when the first thing you're gonna have to do is take it apart and throw the body away because it's completely unusable but the and again i don't that neck i don't have high hopes on that neck the neck is probably fine it's you know, if you're curious about uh, scallops feeling neck, like, like if if you could get this thing south of 400, 350, 300, you've got a solid parts bucket here. You've got stuff that you might be curious to try. Like you could drop this this Floyd and not dive bomb on it, but treat it like a a, right. a, a gentle trim on anything that's got a uh, tunematic setup. Uh, and then if you wanted to, you could track down uh, a locking nut sort of situation how, for how it. How much do you think it's going to cost to find? What is that part called for the tuner? Because you're going to have to replace one of those two. You probably just want to just replace new these tuners. probably just want to replace these just, tuners. Yeah, the, tu- the new tuners are going to be 30 40 bucks for this thing if you're just going to do vintage styles again. But, like, why would you? I've never seen vintage split-top tuners on a Kramer... <laughs> <laughs> before <laughs> what like i think i i hope i hope this that this person just had a bunch of parts around and like if i put all these together i'll be able to get more money for this because it'll be complete guitar they were wrong <laughs> they were totally wrong they should have sold the parts individually yeah, individually yeah. they should take this guitar apart and sell like, every one of these parts new give everything a nice shine with a microfiber cloth Get some get some breath on there, steam it up, and and get it real nice and shiny. Sell the bridge, sell the pickups individually, take off the neck, sell the neck individually, and just uh, can that body even be burned? It's in it's in Rhino Liner. I'm yeah. not sure it burns. I don't know that you'd want to burn it. I mean, people jumped on you for burning like polyurethane. I know coated guitars in your house i don't know what rhino liners mean it probably but it, explodes it seems like it's worse like if there's any moisture trapped in trapped in that body it's going to build up pressure it's just, it it's just going to superheat and it's and just going to yeah i mean we're, once, we're we're painting rhino liner like it's this indestructible material but once, it's, once it's you pretty t- tough once you take the pickups out you assume that there's wood exposed underneath so it could just burn from the inside right, out, and you'll be left with a shell the question that we would have to determine is whether or not jet fuel melts a rhino okay. liner. All right, all right. Yeah, they they should start making World Trade Centers out of rhino liner. Good idea, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't know we were gearing On up it. for 9-11 jokes this episode. That was only one joke. All right, okay. Well, I bet we can do more. Yeah, but like 9 to 11 jokes, that was... That's a lot of jokes. Yeah. It's a lot of jokes. And this is... We usually only run an hour, so... Yeah. You know, you know, Ryan, we do have some folks who I do think are here for the jokes. There are Patreon supporters. That's true, Steve. Uh, At the $5 level joining us this week is Michael Burke and Alex Holbert. Michael, are we related? And it's spelled differently. Oh, and then we're not related. Uh, and at the, t- at the $10 level, Rob George. So thanks to the three of you for joining. You'll see your names at the scroll at the end of the episode. And, uh, you know, we just got back from Nam, which, again, we'll talk about more later. But, Listen to Steve's Nam voice. But, uh, my voice is healed, I think. Steve's is rough. Well, mine, is, mine is sounds like a permanent AM radio. I feel like Art Bell. <laughs> You should talk about the sports. Yeah. Do some uh, sports uh, 
forecasting. Who, who's on first is taking a lead towards second. It's not forecasting because uh, that's what they do for the sports, weather. It's just called sports casting. Oh, it's just casting sports. Okay. Yeah, All sports right. casting. Play by play. Uh, but um, we're going to get sued by ESPN now. Oh, home, great. Because they're owned by Disney. We'll just take the episode down. Just cease and desist us, ESPN. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, we just went to Nam and got back, and of course, the Patreon fund. It's actually com- more convoluted. The Patreon fund paid for uh, the fifty fifties that were just made, and then the profits from the fifty fifties paid for Nam. Yeah, and I still of- and I still need to send you my my uh, Uber reimbursement. Yeah, that's sort of how it works. Uh, yeah, we we took the profits from the fifty fifty and we put it into the show budget. Uh, which we'll continue to do, but also, you know, the Patreon funds goes into the show budget as well. Uh, so we're, we, after doing that, we are in the black right now, which is nice. And that's thanks to you guys out there. Those of you who support us on Patreon and those of you who bought the 50, 50 recently, there's going to be more of those coming by the way. I don't know if there's a, a timeline on that quite yet, but they're, they're yep. going to come soon this year, at least <laughs> I'm hoping this season, this quarter, um, but yeah, the Patreons and the Patreon and the fifty fifty funds they paid for uh, us to stay in an Airbnb for four nights, three nights, something like I that. I was in there four nights. He was in there three nights. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, we bought one hundred and sixty dollars worth of Mexican food to feed a bunch of other friends. Like uh, Emily was there, Joe Braga was there, yep. uh, Mark uh, Johnson was Mark there, Mark Johnson was there, Philip Carter was there, Signal Path was there, Path Ambient was Endeavor. That was that was like the one of the coolest things I think we've ever done at Nam. It was a great hangout because we usually we go out and and just kind of we we all try to get everyone to a restaurant. Yeah, and we were like, that's such a pain in the butt. Let's just get like a dozen people back at the Airbnb and we'll just have like a chill hangout. Yeah. We'll drink drinks. We'll eat food. Everyone will take Ubers in and out and stuff like that. And it worked out great. And you guys made it possible. And, you know, you covered a bunch of other stuff, parking fees and things like that. So oh, huge yeah, thanks. Parking. Yeah. I already factored in my parking. I'll send you all that send, stuff. Send me all your stuff. All yeah. Stuff. I, I know. I know this trip cost us at least like $1,100 something uh, like that. So okay. thank you. Thank you, Patreons. You made it. You made it happen. Uh, this episode's also brought to you by Chase Bliss. Uh, Chase Bliss, no longer audio, just Chase Bliss. <laughs> ChaseBliss.com. Uh, the way your voice sounds, it sounded like you glitched out. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Bliss uh, audio. It, if it didn't hurt, I would want, I kind of would want my voice to always sound like this. <laughs> People would be able to tell us apart. But, uh, but it does kind of hurt. Like oh, it I'm hurts sorry. to laugh. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, but otherwise, it sounds really cool. So Chaseless Audio. Yeah, they uh, sponsor the show. We actually got to sit down with Joel. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we went to the the Effectors Market like hangout that he does with a couple other builders. And it was good to uh, catch up with Joel and give him big old bear hugs and stuff like that. And he was so excited yeah. to see yeah. us. And, uh, yeah, it Love those guys. Love Chase Bliss. It sounds like there's more stuff coming out in the near future. So you want to learn about that? Get on the mailing list. Get on their mailing list so you can find out what cool, crazy stuff Chase Bliss is cooking up. We don't know if it's going to be mainline or if it's going to be uh, what I forget what they call their limited run. But the last time they did a limited run, they made enough for everybody who wanted one. Yeah. And if you want to get on, you want to know when that happens, you have to be on the mailing list. 
Otherwise, you're just going to be waiting for somebody to tell you on the internet. Also, I did mention this a, a couple months ago, but I did not. Uh, well, I mentioned getting on the mailing list a couple months ago, but I didn't mention this on the show. They sold a bunch of B stock at the mm. end of 2020 exclusively to people on the mailing list. They, you want to be on that mailing explicitly list. Explicitly asked, like, hey, this is for the mailing list people, the people who read the mail and because everyone like every once in a while joel do you read do you read mail get on the list get on the list just go do it this next ad was sent by cranslin yeah it's just like his email address he didn't sign with a name or anything like that but this is fun because he's asking us for advice steve oh good morning recent subscriber and i enjoy your uploads and podcasts a great deal well thank you uh, I thought you needed to kick out of the valuable specimen I received for my birthday this year and hopefully give me your opinions. Either way, I'll continue to watch as you guys are great. My brother found this on Facebook Marketplace for $35. The gentleman sell it, selling it had won it in a drunken raffle binge at a company party and forgot about it for two years. I happen to love cheap guitars because there's so much less anxiety involved when you're modding them. I have already replaced the tuners. That was such a gross sound. With blacked out locking <laughs> tuners with graph tech string trees and we'll be replacing the trim that sucks with a better blacked out one i'm considering a couple other things but wanted your take i'm going to replace the cheap volume knob with a black metal speed knob unless you have other thoughts the nut looks to be cheap plastic as well would a graph tech or tusk nut work here I'd also eventually like to replace the stock humbucker. Any recommendations for that? Keeping in mind, I'm leaning towards inexpensive to keep the spirit of the guitar alive. Well, to answer number three, uh, I did recently publish what I think was a really good video about the uh, Gibson 1959 collector's humbucker. Ah, uh, yeah. I know you want to say cheap, but... Well, you get that set, but why? and you get to split it in half, and yeah. now you get to put one in another guitar, and you, yeah. you get to spread it out a little bit better. You know, so it's a really good deal. It's only five hundred dollars a pickup, right, right? And you get to play authentic <laughs> on this, uh, le- yeah. this very odd, this UVV, UVV, UV vodka. I don't remember if I've ever had UV vodka. I think was that the stuff I brought over no. that we were sponsored by like years ago? That weird, like science vodka i don't know uv that stuff was gross it's this they have like a very similar graphic going on i don't think it's the same thing but maybe it's not yeah in the very early days of the show steve got lined up with this bottle of weird scientifically engineered vodka what was it supposed to do it's supposed to like minimize hangover or something like that yeah we're yeah. supposed to protect your liver so you can drink more. Like it was, it was this weird experiment, and it tasted really, really. Yeah, they really had bad. replaced. Uh, they they had like basically spiked the vodka, for lack of a better term, with like anise and xylitol. I think so. It had this kind of bizarre, like chewing gum sweetness aftertaste <sighs> to it. Yeah. One time, uh, our buddy Adam and I shot video for this company that had come okay, up. This isn't it. Come up with a beer that glows under UV lights, under yeah. black lights, and the idea was to make beer that sold in like clubs and raves and stuff like yeah. that. And that was another one where it's like, oh, it just it was so sticky sweet because the additive had it was so bitter that they had to bounce it off out with like sweetener or something like that. So just like it tasted I, like, 
I never. But it tasted I, like the juice that they used to make a Slurpee. I never tried that. That was glow beer. I never tried it. That was gross. Uh, but I kind of just got the impression that they just didn't actually know how to make beer. Like I, there's no. No, it was like it was because the additive was so gross that they had to like add the sweetener. Huh. And so it was just sticky, sticky, sticky. It was a fun video shoot. I feel like it shouldn't have ta- the additive shouldn't have tasted like anything. I also still kind of think that that was like a proof of concept. Also, it made your but, pee glow know. under black light. That, that, like really, really does glow. pee not normally. I've never tried to. Pee I think under pee a is black light, a little so. is maybe reactive, but this was like very. Whoa. Reactive. <laughs> I think they're still around. Yes, and yes, I did have a black light at home, and I did test it when I peed no, this stuff gosh. out. But okay, back to the guitar. He wants to change some things on it. Yeah. As far as the nut goes, my stance on nuts is that they're not a problem until they're a problem. So if it works, mm-hmm. leave it alone. You don't need to worry about it. I bet there is a graph tech nut out there that would slide right in there, no problem. I'm looking at the nut itself. It looks like it's cut really deep, so that might be a worth replacing regardless. Eh, if, if there's not a problem, there's not a problem. If there's a problem, then replace it. Yeah, swap the bridge. That's You, know, you can get a really good bridge for 30 40 bucks. No, no, no sweat, no stress. Do whatever you want on there. The pickup. See now he wants to do blackout, but there's color on the headstock. Like there's mm-hmm. colorful logos on the headstock, but I don't know if he wants to call back to that. Maybe he should just black out the whole headstock. I like the headstock, but then there's no color coming through yeah, the body. But yeah. here's my here's my other pitch. If you're gonna leave the color on the headstock, get one of those novelty humbuckers that's like one neon green coil and one like neon pink coil or something like that and then get a third color for the pickup ring like a like a bright blue or something like bring some color into it and then uh i know you wanted to go black on the knob but i'm you know you asked for our opinion i'm giving my opinion go colorful on the knob some sort of you know yellow knob or something like that or any one of the other colors there is, that I said. there is a lot of color going on in the headstock yeah i think you match the if you match the pickup ring to the knob that would be a lot of fun but i i would just re- i would do a tusk or a graph tech replacement on the nut if you want to go blackout which i think you do though i i would put a round piece of tape over the uv vodka logo just the black and white one to preserve that because why not the body's already got it all over it and then just spray over the headstock just flat black or if you can find a glossy black just like Block it out, you know? Do you have a specific... You could even tape it if you wanted to. I mean, besides the Gibson 1959 Collector's Edition humbucker uh, for $1,000. This is a, a $35 guitar, Steve. What? What? How? He's going to throw 30 40 bucks at the bridge, so now it yeah. is a $70 guitar. I don't think he should take this thing over 100 What do you think? So you're thinking what? Like, GFS pickups are going to going to push it. Go on eBay. Find a pickup that looks cool. Like, in unless you're playing super articulate, clean-sounding stuff where you really want to hear, you know, the jingle and the jangle right. and the little, uh, little details on the edge of each note and stuff like that, get yourself a $20 pickup off of eBay that looks cool. Like, don't worry. Don't wor- it's going to be, like, if you get an open coil one, it's probably not going to be microphonic. Just get something that looks cool. Like, or get one of the, like, experiment. This is an opportunity to experiment with weird stuff. Get one of those cheap Invader knockoffs. Go, like, crazy oh. 
heavy Pe- high gain. People have actually asked on the channel about that. If you if you would ever demo a, one of those cheap Invader knockoffs, I mean maybe. What could I? Th- I could. I thought about throwing it in the the West Creek uh, mm-hmm. SG mm-hmm. yellow bumblebee thing that I have. Like if I could find a yellow one, stick it. I in think there. a yellow knob with a yellow pickup and yellow ring would look really good on this. Maybe. Or I, I or think, green or blue. I think either either going like really colorful or or leaning into the black and white sort of aesthetic right. is the smart way to go. I mean, you could also, if you wanted to go nuts, you could, I don't, I don't know how permanent that print is on the neck because the bottle graphic goes up onto the neck. If you could figure out how to get that off the neck, then you could strip the body down to wood. This is a, this is a very uniquely shaped V. Like this isn't a standard V It's shape. like a 3D because the bottle is up above the body. It's very strange. That's just the the graphic. You think that's just the graphic? Yeah. Look look at the picture with the with the gerbil. It's not at. a gerbil. It's a, it's a um, guinea pig. It's not floating. It's not. What no, the graphics look? just tricking your eye, man. Oh man. There's just sh- it's shading because it's photorealistic bottles all over the front. I bet that's a big plastic wrap that you, if you got oh, hot, it would just peel off. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet there's just a, the cheapest crumbliest wood under there. It might all fall apart once you take that off. But but look at how held <laughs> together by look, vinyl. Look how sharp the points get. Like this is not yeah. this is not your standard V shape. Like and just how tight that corner is. Like that's almost like a right angle. You could use this for construction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you paid thirty five dollars for it. He and, didn't and pay thirty five. I'm glad for his it. brother paid thirty five dollars for it. Yeah. I, it could be a really fun project. I mean, you could really mangle this thing if you wanted what, to. What like company? You could put a neck pickup in this if you wanted to, if you wanted to cut into the wood and stuff. What company? Like, do you think the uh, the guy who won this at a raffle worked for UV Vodka? Or do you think it's like UV Vodka donated this to some company for their Christmas party as like a giveaway prize? I mean, it could be a vendor relationship sort of situation. Like there's all sorts of companies that have alcohol as vendors, yeah. Whether it be the restaurant industry or you know bars, some sort of hospitality, uh, hotel work. You know, there's a lot, a lot of industries that work with alcohol industries, and the the alcohol you know reps they go around and they pass out freebies. So there's a lot of UV guitars in existence. Yeah, I see that. I've seen them before. It was some something they were doing where they going around and, and passing them out to so, to whoever. Maybe they were party one. party giveaways. You go to a bar downtown that is having wow. like a UV uh, sponsored night or whatever, and they're giving away prizes, and someone just picks it up and decides to throw it into the company raffle. You never know. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, like, there's worse prizes to win in the world, like. Like there's there's dumb prizes you could get at your company Christmas party yeah. or whatever. Like this is kind of fun. Or you, know? you could get two straps and a pack of guitar strings. Now if a, if I was at a company Christmas party and this was given to me right as a prize, I would use that as an opportunity to like lean into the excitement of the moment and the uh-huh. festivities of the moment. And then I'd just, I'd smash it into a oh, table. Oh, you'd smash it into a table. And be like, I got a, I got a flying V here. It's vodka themed. 
I'm high on the show here. It's a com- coming Christmas party. The boss's wife is right over there. Ah, smash it into the champagne tower. Are Rock you, and roll. Are you trying to impress the boss's Happy New Year. Are you trying to hook up with the boss's wife? <laughs> Is that what is, I'm just trying to make stories, man. I'm just trying just to like, be unforgettable. I'm going to smash this guitar and the boss's hot wife is going to realize she doesn't even have to be hot. It's just the boss's wife uh, will realize how much more rock and roll I am than the yeah. boss. But you know what? When the, when the application said we're looking for a team of rock stars, I, I took it seriously. You know? yeah. They're going to pull you into <laughs> HR like the week, the week after uh, New Year's and you're going to be like, we need to talk about the Christmas party. And it's like, what in the listing it said you wanted yeah. to build a team of rock stars and as far as i can tell i'm the only one pulling my weight right right what everyone else is slacking off around here i've been doing rock star stuff every day not every just at a christmas day. party every day yeah. you go look in my drawer it's all green m&ms in there <laughs> i hired a roadie to help me out at work i don't see anyone else hiring roadies here at this office job so yeah Ryan, I I demand a raise. <laughs> yes, Steve. Uh, what's new? Uh, we're gonna talk about all that as the topic. So why even bother? Do you have something pressing and new to talk about? No, actually, all right. I don't. But I can tell you that this episode is brought to you by Stringjoy, and we found out a thing at Nam. We asked Scott, like I told you all, I would. What's up with these enamel strings? Ryan keeps saying they're made out of teeth. And I was like, that can't be right. I didn't say they're made out of teeth. I said they're coated with teeth. Coated with teeth. And Scott said, yeah, that's what they're coated with. We harvest, we get like baby teeth. Yeah. Like that's what your parents do with your teeth. Yeah. When your teeth fell out when you were, when you were a kid, not a baby because babies don't have teeth, but they call them your baby teeth. When, when your parents harvested your baby teeth, when they fell out, they saved them. And then there was an ad in the newspaper that Stringjoy put out asking for all your baby teeth. And they paid good money for them, and they ground them all up into a fine powder, and they coated their orbiter strings with them. And that's why they have this enamel coating on there, and that's why they feel like teeth. So you you heard it here first. Stringjoy orbiter strings are coated in human baby teeth dust. Go check them out. Use the link down below and use code HUM at checkout to save 10% on your order. Let's talk about... Nam. Nam. Let's get over to that that folder that we put together. If I can find it. Uh, We got to clear out some of these folders. This is getting ridiculous. So uh, let's just chat about Nam before we even look at the pictures. I can say without a doubt that this was like the most physically exhausting, taxing, assaulting Nam I've ever experienced so far. And I don't know if it's just because I'm older now or just because we had... We had a COVID year, and then we had... Oh, we didn't even skip a year, did did we? No, we did. There was no 2021. Okay, so there's 2022 and 2020. Okay. Yeah. So we skipped a year. Then we had two really, like, light, easy years. There was the June NAM and then the April NAM. So I've aged three or four years since the last proper NAM. Correct. And I, my my body was not ready, and it just destroyed me i was a wreck all of now i got home sunday night i sat on the couch i didn't even get sick and i was destroyed i started watching uh some movie i don't remember which one mm-hmm. uh, i got like halfway through it i needed to do something so i went to get up off the couch i bet I, it was highlander yeah probably 
uh, and I felt like I must have like done a really intense workout that morning. Like that's how I didn't, when I tried to get off the couch, my every single muscle hurt. I have not felt like that in years. I felt like day one, I felt like I was lost in the desert. Like, oh, wow. My legs hurt. My feet hurt. My back hurt. I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed by the noises and the texture of the air and my did, eyes hurt and stuff. Did you? Like, it just was, it was so abrasive. I have heard that I've heard multiple people say that they basically saw no uh, noise citations issued. I can believe that. Do you think that this name was louder than previous names? No, I think the volume was the same. If if anything, it probably is still, Nam is still not at full strength. Yeah. Like I, I've been saying that the guitar section, Hall D, it is still at like 60 to 70% of normal. Yeah, yeah. But Nam as a whole is probably closer to 40 to 50% across the board. I think, I agree. And I think part of that is I, I do think we've come a long way in terms of well, one, like you said, there's still fewer booths in the guitar space. Two, I think it's a lot more common for booths to have headphone amps. Yeah. Uh, there weren't like a ton. There were definitely some like big amp vendors, but I think they were pretty well spread out. Listen, Nam would be loud if there wasn't oh, yeah. musical instruments yeah. there. Just from everyone talking loud. Like yeah. you get in a space like that, there's only so much air and everyone is moving it with their voices and their foot traffic and everything. And the room like that just gets loud. But then you add in guitar amps and basses and trumpets and drums yep. and DJ stuff and everything else that's going on. There are quiet pockets of Nam, but if you get around anywhere where like yeah, the stuff is the happening, bathroom. the bathroom is quiet. The bathroom yeah. is a nice retreat. But sticky and slippery. Uh, I think the loudest I was, uh, the loudest sound I heard on the NAM floor at any point was at, at, was walking by a guy who had just like unboxed a trumpet and was going to like put it through its paces. Right. And as I walked past him, he was like, Bruh! and I was like, Jesus, dude, like it's not, real. A, it's not about peak volume. It's about like, you're constantly at the high end of, of mid level volume. Yeah. And it is just this staticky noise yeah. that gets into your, into your bone marrow. And you, it's like you go like the, the thing that I experience every time I drive home from Nam is, you know, we're an hour and a half drive away. Not me. You're an hour drive. I'm an hour drive. Yeah. Suck it. Loser. Get in the car. You, you, you leave Nam get in the car, you start driving, you get on the freeway, and it's just this hour and a half long cruise where I don't even turn on the radio. Right. And just the sounds of the of the road are so quiet in comparison, it just feels like you're drifting in silence. That's why I still had to listen to stuff on my drive home because it was too quiet. Like it was, it was freaking me out. Like you know how people go, go start going like loony bins inside of noise canceling rooms or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it feels like, but you also don't want any sound anymore. Cause you've just been like assaulted by it. And also we don't help ourselves because I mean, this might be what we have to change in the future. Now that we're getting older, we, maybe we can't party every night because I mean, if, yeah, if, so. if we, if we went back 
to or or decide like we're gonna do Nam this day, then we're gonna rest, and then the next day we're gonna you know do something more restful and then party at night and like kind of back and forth because like going from Nam to like a quick change back out to a party where we're staying out until midnight and then chatting until two o'clock in the morning sort of thing. Like, I don't think we can do it anymore. Well, so let's talk about that. So we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, we kind of hosted our own, like very small word of mouth, uh, party, I guess. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday night. And, and that I, was great. And I ended up staying up till like two in the morning. Yeah. Uh, talking to Philip. So we stayed with Philip Carter from the 40 Watt Podcast, who I live streamed with, possibly live streamed yesterday. We'll see how I feel. He's one of the cast members uh, here on 60 yeah, Cycle yeah, Homecast. part of the cast. Um, and with Jason Mays. Oh, yeah. It was great staying with Jason, too. From Jason T. Mays uh, and Working Class Music. Uh, so we did, like, a thing and had a, had a, a bunch of other creators over. And then Friday... Um, was a nam creator party which actually didn't go that late it only went till like 10 30 or 11 so i actually thought we were going to get back well they they closed the bar didn't. they closed the bar at 10 yeah but what they didn't plan for is that there's other bars <laughs> or they maybe they did plan for it and so everyone drifted out of there and went to various hotel bars and we got to hang out with a lot of cool people we randomly ran into uh the our guild rep yeah i hadn't even invoiced him yet for the demo that I had published the Thursday of Nam. Is that guitar in here? No. Uh, it's in a, in a case over here. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have it here. Uh, so randomly ran into him and ended up hanging out with him and partying with him. Ran into like a couple other builders. I ended up walking down the street uh, smoking a joint with a TikToker, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like we, we took this picture at the show. I don't really. It's, it's a, an aura photo. It's a photo of our auras. And we got an aura reading. I can't remember. Basically, she said, you guys are friends. And it's like, good, good guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, these two people took a picture to get, like, so the thing is, is Corey Feldman was at this party, which was weird. He played two songs yeah. and then left. I'm trying to figure out, like, who on the, like, we should have gotten you and KDH to take the aura photo together. That would, so then we could have really put that. That would be like, my first contact. That would face to like, face with KDH. Hey, KDH, let's go take a photo let's see if our channels are compatible let's go take an aura photo <laughs> see so, what the guy said but let's stop boring everyone with our inane chatter about you our want to talk about gear let's let like i want to i want to hear like your top three things that caught your eye at nam uh like gear. sure so this is a dumb one but here's my number one we're right off the bat well number one is i played a secret summer school electronics pedal i played it's, it too it's not going to come out for a few months yeah it's good uh the thing that I that I think they did a very short run on, but they might be doing more of, and then they they will eventually release as a regular pedal, uh, is the business booster. <laughs> that was the business card holder pedal, it's right? A business, it's a three D printed business card holder pedal. They are gonna, I believe, they're gonna take that boost and put it into like a normal pedal box. But here's the thing that I found, and I felt this way when I played that one, and I felt this way about the um did you have a picture of that uh i don't we'll have to we'll have to ask mark for a picture of uh, that but and i felt this way about the rare buzzer boost that i own which i did not play for like the first three years that i owned it and i finally plugged it in a good boost pedal is probably more than any other pedal a good boost pedal is the type of pedal that makes me want to play guitar the most all right all it's right. a weird thing but i think a good boost pedal like is 
like a more betterer sort of a yeah. thing, right? It also exposes like all of my inadequacies, but but it's one of those things where it's like I feel like more than any other type of pedal, a boost pedal, and then just like a and it makes it sound really cool. It makes right. it sound really good. Like, oh, that's that's why all these guys are boosting their dadalics. There you go. Because they sound cool when that's they're why quans are so popular. It, I mean, it really is. Turn down the gain and turn it up, you know? Just, just pump some preampy boosty stuff into, so, into your signal. So offhand, I think that's my number one. Is the, the business a, card holder. The business card, All the right. business boost from Summer School Electronics. Uh, I'm not going to order things in in one to three. I'm just going to mention three things. Uh, first of all, I had it in my head that I wanted to track down like an easy to play with uh, like drum machine that I could incorporate oh, yeah. into doing demos and stuff like that. Get some rhythm into the channel. And I ended up spending a bunch of time at the Stylophone booth and... The first day I was home, I ordered it. <laughs> so I you bought ordered. something that I tried at Nam. Nam was successful for Stylophone. They got my business. These things are forty bucks. It's the Stylophone Beat, and I have just been having a blast off with this thing. You can like do little recordings. And then drop like a bass part. <laughs> That's enough of that nonsense. But you're sure to hear that in some weird pedal demos Great. in the future. But I, yeah, like I tried a couple other things, but this was just so convenient and small and funky and easy to build some little parts with and stuff like that. Exactly what I was looking for. And it's 40 bucks. So I'm stoked about that. Maybe it's going to be my uh, entrance into modular synths and this is going to turn into a synth channel because i every time i see synth channels pop up on youtube i'm like wow these guys look like they're making a lot of money and they get a lot of business i think they get a lot of i think it depends i think they get a lot of views but i right. think synth companies are s less likely to work with creatives you think so you think they're uh i think the more picky i think the units are so expensive some of them aren't uh, i mean i don't know i don't know but I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just looking to incorporate Synth, something Synth new. Boys, let us know. I'm looking to incorporate something new into the channel. Uh, what what's your other thing? We'll go back and forth uh, for a bit. I actually posted a picture of it. Is KGR? I think it's KGR oh, those Harmony. Were, those were cool. They're like these uh, cast iron guitar pedals from Japan. They did the Lawler Overdrive, mm -hmm. uh, and then they've got a, a few other ones. Um, they're I want just that really wild i want that bumpy one that feels like a mm -hmm. like a like the skeleton of a of a what are those called there's the sea enemies but then there's this like a sea urchin urchin, urchin. it's yeah. like the skeleton of a sea you ever see the sea urchin skeleton wash up wash up on the beach and it's all bumpy that's exactly what it looks and feels like it's this 3d casted mm -hmm. like sand casted metal box and they do just incredible cases they i, uh, I, I tried them and they, they sound like pedals but then the case you know like that was the selling point and they weigh like nine pounds each it's ridiculous 
They're the, just beautiful. Yeah, though. I think uh, I was ma- I made a joke about that how heavy their pedal board was because it had like six pedals on it. Yeah, and uh, David Ishizaka, who was uh, who was working there, said that he was guessing their pedal board weighed between thirty and forty pounds. Easy with, with just like the six pedals on it. Each one of like the regular standard size pedals weighed as much, if not more, than a regular crybaby. Like you know how heavy crybabies yeah. are. Like these are beefy beefy cases there's they're throwing a lot of metal at these pedals uh but they're so attractive anything else to say about that steve no what's your next thing ryan i think that's sire offset i was excited to see um there was there was not a lot of like name brand affordable stuff mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. like there's a, there's always the chinese import manufacturer companies there who are trying to uh sell their oem services like you know like sunlight fire whatever right you know is is there to sell oem services to various other manufacturers they're not there to present their actual instruments but I can't think of any. Oh, there's like the Donners and the Moors and stuff like that. But Sire is a brand that presents as American company that happens to be affordable stuff. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. it's all import, you know. But they're like, they're they're like a Squire without a Fender. Yeah, is that yeah. that's an accurate way to I describe Sire? Fair. Yeah, Sire is Squire without a Fender. They're 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 a standalone Squire. Yeah. But they make really great stuff and they have for a long time, but they just came out with a Jazzmaster style guitar. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if the body is smaller than normal. Like it it feels like and is it this one? This is the sire and it's got that it. crazy bridge too well, or the crazy vibrato. It might not be smaller. I'm I'm trying to eyeball it. It is something about it seemed a little bit smaller to me, the body. But I feel like anytime I see a Jazzmaster body that where it doesn't have the the top the rhythm circuit, it always looks smaller yeah. to me. But if if that is a one for one jazz master style body with a jazz master style pick pickguard, there's a lot of mod opportunities here. Mm-hmm. It felt really high quality, really well built. The, the, the same way you expect out of any sire guitar or bass, uh, that Goldo trim on there is a really interesting way to set it apart from you know the Squires and the Fenders and the other brands out there that make offsets. It looks really solid. It feels really solid. I didn't have a chance to plug it in, obviously. The colors were really great. They yeah. were actually going after like the Ampro 2 Jazzmaster style colors. Like they had a sea chrome green. And that's what I call it. They had like a mm-hmm. Miami blue. Mm-hmm. They have a white and a sunburst and I think like a rose champagne sort of color. But they're 599 bucks. Yeah. And I'm going to say I think the 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 feel of the quality does go beyond what you expect from from Squire. Mm-hmm. It's all about aesthetics and all about name brand, I think. But it it it, it definitely feels like it's going after that low one thousands Mexican Fender kind of price right, point with right. the quality. But it's it's five ninety nine. So I'm hoping to check one of those out eventually here on the channel. We'll see if I can get it sourced or if I have to. If I have to buy it or something like that. <laughs> we'll see what's going so, on. But so they, they had some other stuff there. I was actually surprised to see so much variation and variety from Sire because I've just been used to it being 
strats, LPs, a semi-hollow, and then a couple bases. But now right. they've got Telecasters. They have a guitar with Daniel Electro pickups in it. Uh, they have like a double cut junior or single cut junior sort of things going on with a single P90. Is that what this is? Yeah, those are Dan Electro pickups. No, that's a Sire. That's a Sire. Oh, I just saw this in your picture. It's not a Dan Electro style body build, but that's a Dan Electro okay. sounding cool. guitar. Cool, cool, cool. And then, yeah, this, they've got LP Junior style things with yeah. wraparound bridges yeah. and stuff. Like a lot of variety coming out of Sire all of a sudden. So yeah. that's exciting. It's a, it's a cool brand that makes high quality stuff for the price point. What's your next thing, Steve? Uh, do Are we only doing three things? I mean, if we have more, but let's do at least three. Are we going to smash through these i i actually i really like i usually there's usually one or two things in the um uh boutique guitar space yeah that were uh that are cool uh but this year i thought that i found three different things in that space one one uh of course the cower grippin yeah that's a fun came guitar out, is a lot of fun i uh, got to talk to doug a bit of course always good Every, to catch up and everyone Everybody who walked by that booth was like, that is amazing. Every single, I plotted it out in Illustrator when, when he first published photos. Yeah. Every single line on that guitar is going a different direction. There's no parallel lines. Right. There's right. No, there's nothing that, it's 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 beautiful chaos. Like, there's no, it, there's nothing accidental about it, but yeah. it's just like, it's this, it scatters. Like it has this this visual scatter thing going on that is really interesting to my eye. Uh, I was really stoked that Sully was displaying. It was good yeah. to catch up with him a bit. Always good to see Sully uh, and see see what he's been working on. And then, did you see these STS I guitars? Did. I did with the, the like the the like fractal inlay sort of thing. Not fractal, but you know, like yeah, tile so they're inlay. like yeah, and they're mo they're mosaics. Mosaic. Um, and that was so what I was looking for. yeah, so. The way that they get this, because it's a flat bot, like it's a carved top, like a, you know, like a PRS or everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's a 2D yeah. thing. They get this effect because all of the pieces are hand laid, so you, you don't have a uniform grain, and the lack of uniformity in the grain implies 3D. Right. So it's really those are really no, they, cool. They, those look I got a incredible. close up here of uh of one of, of the semi. This is a semi hollow. Uh, it's really cool. I talked to those guys uh, for a little bit too. Yeah, those are uh, beautiful. So yeah, and there are a lot of other guitars. We'll talk about other guitars. Sure, in sure. A bit, but what's your what's your number three, Ryan? Well, I like I said, they're not in there, any particular no order. Particular. There's order. no winners or losers here. I'm gonna mention that that bridge. Not the, the the trim, so uh, oh the halon halon. So yeah. we got stuck in the parking lot one night. Steve wasn't there, but me and Philip and Jason got stuck in my car in the parking lot behind Nam because there was a labor protest. Once we found that out, we're like, oh good, like get your money, guys. But we were stuck in there for like a solid hour, not knowing why we weren't moving. And uh, I walked out to the edge of the parking garage to see what was going on. Then walked back to the car, and a guy in the car behind me got out and he came up to the window and tapped on the window like oh great now we're in trouble no we weren't in trouble it was a guy from halon and he was like i'm so excited to see you here uh i actually you know based the design on my bridge off of watching your video about the fender panorama uh, right. tremolo on the yam pro twos 
because I saw that you were showing that it has such a wide range on it and I wanted to do that too. And so he introduced himself and we're like, okay, we're going to come check out your product tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I did. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like he's, he's really just kind of over-designed and redesigned the fender offset vibrato. He's moved the pivot point, which is what the, uh, is what the uh, panorama did. Mm -hmm. But I think he's done it even further forward to get more range out of it. And it dived. Not like full Floyd Rose dive, but you could get the low string floppy with it, which was very interesting to me. Uh, I was looking at the website. A lot of like tone material kind of interesting ideas going on there. Sure. With your order, you can mix and match the metal material of the plate and then the internals. So you could do steel with a brass internal and titanium aluminum <laughs> aluminum so on and so on aluminum so if you are if you've got tone material theories and you want to put them to the test and you want to throw some money at this guy you can do it with these uh vibrato units here also they look really cool also like a whole other feature of them that i'm leaving out they have a really clever system for moving the strings on and off of the the trim mm-hmm. so that you can functionally turn it into a B bender if you want or a G bender or a right. D bender or an A bender or an E bender two different E benders you can mix and match whatever you want to do have every other string affected by the trim and every other string hard tailed essentially so and if you want to do weird chorusy stuff or if you want to do B bender stuff you can do it pretty easily and in the picture that I took I didn't know this at the time the way that the tail you basically have two tail pieces on these guitar this guy basically he threw every trick at this so you can do that bender thing for specific strings but you can also you could also like string the guitar up and then say you have one song where you want the like the only you know these three strings to bend and then another song where you want these three to bend or you know some combination you could detune your guitar and functionally restring it well you wouldn't out do it in a set you could do it in a you it could would have take a, you a while you could have a guitar tech do it in a set okay but if you all you'd have to all you'd really need to do you don't the point is you don't need to restring it to change the loadout of what's being affected by the trim because it's got a little keyhole that the ball in goes in right so you can set it in there and then you can pull it out and put it in the locking thing and then tighten up the slack from the tuner i'm sure everyone in our audience that plays live has a guitar tech that could do that for yeah them. yeah we all have guitar like techs in that between are songs ready to do major work on our guitars in between songs no steve this yeah not gonna happen that's a fantasy you're having <laughs> i mean but you i'm a, i'm assuming that you could change all those strings around and try something completely different with about 20 to 30 minutes of work but the point, oh, I think less. But the point is, you're not going to have to sacrifice a set of strings, because with a different style loadout, you would have to completely pull the string, right, to reset it, and you might lose the string in that. If you, if you leave enough slack on the tuner, I think you could completely reconfigure what the like all six strings in under five minutes. All six and five minutes. Yeah, because well, if, if I get one in, I'm going to try to get one, then maybe we'll time you. All you have to do is loosen the one and move it. Yeah, but then you have to retune and stuff. Yeah, just get a string. You got string. All right, all right, all right. Steve thinks he could do five minutes. All right. 
I don't think so. I, from this, I this think, fine product from this company that I'm not going to. I think you about. could move. I think you could move the strings around in five minutes, but I don't think you'd have the guitar playable in five minutes. I'm going to say. I'm going to say at least fifty. I don't know. All right. All right. What else do you think? What else would you need to do to get it playable? Yeah, because it's a floating trim. There's all this balancing stuff you have to do. You took the strings down to zero tension. Now you have to take them all the way up. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I have to see it. He's got to see it in action. Got to see it in action. Yeah, I'm excited to get to get to try one uh, here on a personal guitar, though. I'm I'm going to see if I can get an order in or something like that. All right. They you, were like, they're they're a European company. I think they were like they're Greek. They're Greek. Yeah. That's not Europe, right? It's still Europe. It's still Europe. So I was right. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying that's not Europe. No, I was saying I was being, I was adding specificity. So I don't, I don't know uh, what they cost here in the States, but I think they were, they were like 200 something euros. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Not, not terrible. It's like mastery competitive. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else that we want to mention about Uh, now? Uh, not Revolta, Novo. Is it Novo? Novo or Revolta? Revolta is the one with Eastwood. But Novo has a new wiggle stick design. Oh. If my pictures will load, which they're not. So that's a Novo. That's not a. That's a Novo. Revolta doesn't have that wiggle stick design. Yeah, it's like a tri. It's like a square. Yeah, I I I like their new. I stopped in the aisle when I saw it, and Mm. I was like, "Well, I guess I'm checking out Novo now." Not enough to to like want to go buy one. I was like, right. I, I like what they're doing over there. I took a picture of one that has a green burst that I think is really attractive. I'm not hot on P90s. They feature a lot of P90s as their single coils, which is fine, but I don't love P90s. I got to play a couple Alameda guitars for the first time. Oh, yeah. Mel's guitars uh, were I was great defeated in a dance-off. I was very, I was extra. That was on Friday. I was you didn't know real it was worn out. I did not know it was Mel, coming. Mel told everyone about you. He was ready. You. Yeah, he had been practicing. He was ready to dance for um, you. I think the guitar, though, that I actually spent the most time playing at NAMM uh, was the Fellows guitar. I felt really bad because we somehow missed them for the surf guitar walkthrough. Yeah, there's a surf guitar right I know, there. I know. Also, we didn't visit Chapman guitars, which would have been I fun. I didn't even know Chapman had a booth. He was there. I saw I him. I saw Rob, but I didn't know that Chapman had a booth. No, he has a, a booth. booth. I think we missed that aisle completely somehow. Oh, We're like man. a segment of an aisle, and I feel, I feel bad about... Missing uh, Fellows guitars because yeah. he, he's a friend of ours. I don't feel bad about missing Chapman, but it would have been fun for the well, video. You know what? If you guys are mad that we didn't see Chapman, go on to Chapman's YouTube channel and tell him to send his people over here to hate on us so we can get some subs. <laughs> I don't think that's the, the way it works, Steve. Like, you don't get subs when Chapman's when people you miss Chapman? hate you. You get subs when you hate Chapman. Like that, oh, okay. that's how it works. Um, I don't. We don't hate Chapman. We barely know him. Like I don't know. Every year for Nam, I go to the Balaguer booth. Every year they have cool stuff. Yeah, look they have cool stuff. Look at this freaking. I know. Offsetty hardtail, blue sparkle. I went back just to take a picture of this. Their their uh, offset game is strong yeah. right now. And they're just really I they're one of these brands. I played a Balaguer. Uh they did like the the like synthwave guitars, mm-hmm. like this synthwave print that they had down at Pitbull for a while. 
I don't know why I keep, they're kind of like every, they're not in the front of my brain, but every time I see one, I'm like almost about to pull out a credit card and just buy <laughs> How it. How much are they? I, I imagine that they're the, in the threes. They're kind of all over because they have a couple different lines. So like the one that was at Pitbull, I think was 14. Really? But so they, they're at, they can be, well, that was a couple years ago. So I don't know what they are now. Uh, but they, I think they kind of run the gamut from as low as say like fifteen hundred to as high as like yeah three. Oh grand. wow, these are cheaper than I thought they would be. I'm lo- I'm seeing them all over the teens, like thirteen. Yeah. Well, I, I think they have a line that's that's like kind of a Duesenberg sort of a thing. There's a there's a nine hundred where they're getting assembled overseas and then see now there's getting... a tw- there's a twenty seven USA. Yeah. So the the ones that are cheaper are probably imported. I think again. I think it's like the the Duesenberg, uh, you know, who every everyone's doing that thing right now, right? Where right. it's like you're you're getting a higher spec import that gets its final setup in the U.S. Right, right. That's what I think is happening, but I don't really know. I talked to I talked to Jordan a bit, who's one of their in-house luthiers. Um, we sat and had lunch, sort of ish, with Joe, uh, Balagware, but. But we didn't really talk business. So. <laughs> that is business, though, to hang out and just talk with yeah. people and just be yeah. social with people. Yeah, I they, they, they kind of straddle this line between being like highly modern looking guitars, yeah, and 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 incorporating some really classic, classy sort of throwback. Yeah, they're looks. they're a really interesting uh, yeah. brand. They had. I should um, spend more time looking at them next time we're there. They had uh, their they have um, one of their artists there, and I don't remember his name. Darren, Darren, I want to say is his name. Well, I guys. don't know. I know I'm from Tone Mom, and what I can say is, uh his i it like you're saying like they kind of run the gamut of being like very modern metal guitars to being like some some vintage throwback because i listened to that dude's music and i was like all right i i understand the competency here but i will probably never listen to this again because it was way too heavy for me if you have any questions about nam that you want answered that's what the comment section is is for, or jump on the facebook group and steve yeah. and i will answer whatever you want to know you probably don't have questions about nam it was loud. It was hard. There was cool people there. We had a great time, but we're also still exhausted the Wednesday after Nam. So I, I was listening to um, a video on Mark Johnston's. Uh, sorry, I'm making note to to post it uh, in the link. There's going to be a lot of links below to all wow. these brands and stuff. Link to get in down there. Uh, but I was watching a video where Mark Johnston with Ambient Endeavors and Signal Path uh, were kind of doing a NAM recap. And it was very low key, which is the opposite of our Thursday night hang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that they said that that is that now that you can pay, you know, 150 bucks, I guess, and get a NAM pass, granted, you got to fly, you got to do whatever you got to do to get sure. out there. Um, it could be a neat little winter vacay for if you're like a real hardcore enthusiast. One of the things they said was interesting in that is we always talk about like how good the hangs are and whatever, but, and they are. Yeah. Uh, but right. I would, I would rather go up and just do the parties. Yeah. Like at a certain point, like, like spend a day at Nam, get a bead for what's going on. But then like, 
kind of just chill out. Maybe do maybe that's what I'll do next year is just do half days on the floor. That, oh, so I was going to say that too. Is like, like we, do mornings. We were so tired and we didn't even go to NAMM on Saturday. I know. We just went to the effectors market. But even that started to get kind of nuts. Like, yeah. It started to get yeah. packed out. Uh, but one, one of the things they were saying was how the NAMM, like the NAMM after NAMM is a lot of fun, like the parties and stuff. Yeah. But those parties and those cool hangouts and whatever, they don't happen right now without NAMM. You know, it's like, yeah, because, they're not going to happen without that's NAM. The, that's the central, like no, no one, no, what, no one else in the, in North America necessarily is doing like a big music show where everybody like, or not everybody, obviously, but so many people feel like they want to go do this thing. Here's, here's my plan for next year's NAM. What's your plan? For I'm locking year's it in and then we'll move on to the last ad and get out of here. Forget showing up early. Forget trying to hustle. Like we we I filmed one video there. You had some video stuff you were doing. We don't yeah. we don't need it's to gonna, sh- that's gonna take some time to get out on my end, but we don't, it'll happen. We don't need to shoot a ton of content at no. NAM anymore. We go to see and be seen and shake hands and smooch babies and mm-hmm. go to after parties and stuff like that. Let's do the after parties and then let's just sleep. The next day, wake up, have a nice breakfast with whoever we're staying with. If they, if they, if whoever we're staying with needs to hustle and get there, then they can do it. But we don't uh-huh. need to do that anymore. Right. Let's hang out, have have scrambled eggs and bacon or whatever, drink some coffee, and then just Uber over there. Not even park. Okay. Like we'll get fanny packs to put our little recording. That's in. basically what I did. And we'll just we'll do like <laughs> we'll do half days. We won't worry about getting there at nine. We won't worry about doing a uh-huh. whole day. Uh-huh. We'll just, we'll show up half days and then go from there and go to like parties and we'll just, we'll cut off the mornings. Ryan, you were called out on Sunday. Why? Not to your, I don't think to your face, obviously. On Sunday, you woke up and you cooked eggs. Yeah. And on Saturday night, you, when we all went to bed, you said, Hey guys, tomorrow, let's just roll out whenever we roll out and then we'll get in there. And then you got up and you made eggs, which is very appreciative. Everyone else is already everyone. awake. And then at like, 850 you're like all right let's go everyone else was getting ready to go i know i know but it was just funny because i think everyone who called me out i don't remember it, one just, of, one, it, it was either philip or jason it just but, happened that way no i know but i was just like ah, oh, you know i mean we were all just there i know i know it was just funny i think it was like everyone was dressed but just being real lazy about i don't wanting think to I, go to the car i don't think i set my alarm or anything i don't think anyone felt pressured to go it was just a funny thing we were just ready though yeah. it was like a funny interpretation of the moment yeah this last ad, I really feel like we do better business for ourselves at the after parties and socializing than we do on the floor. Like I think, I our, mean, I, I, I think, think our real networking happens there. I think you, I think both are important. I think of being course. on the floor and and so, you know, uh, so you can talk about the floor. At we the don't after need party. to be there all nine hours. No, 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 or whatever. No, we don't for four days. It I was think, just a brutal I think experience. It's, if you can plan out some very specific general content like you did with the surf guitars video, yeah. which you do every year. Um, every year, the second year in a yeah. row. Uh, well, you did yeah, gear fest too. Yeah. Uh, but I think like that sort of thing where you already know what you want to do. So you're not looking for any specific content again, echoing a thing from the Mark Johnston video that they said would be, uh, so certain brands like Martin and, uh, well, Martin, Martin like is the one that hits heavy on it. Um, 
but I think it would be good for brands to basically send out embargo information to media outlets like us ahead of the show. Because like one of the things that they could talk about in their video is victory amps had a new product. Mm. If you didn't go to the victory amps booth because you just figured it was like old product or you just weren't really thinking about it. Like you can't make a point to go check out new product if you don't know it's there. So I like, I think I've ever thought about victory amps. They're just, well, they're, they're not on my, they're not on my radar, but I'm saying, you know, any brand can do that, sure, sure, right? Sure, any yeah. brand should, should be able to like email blast and say, Hey, come, ch- you know, if you're a creator in this space, come check out new product X. You know who, what ant brand is on my radar though? What ant brand is on your radar? Rev. Because Rev. I've, <laughs> I've got a new oh, yeah. gold western Tolex Rev D25 back there yeah. that, that uh, they didn't want to take home apparently and they let me take it home. So thank you, Rev. That's gonna, I've, got, I've got a new um, amp combination in the works for demos. Uh-huh. We've had two Princeton's forever and we're still going to have two Princeton's. But from time to time... I think I want to dabble in throwing some of my higher end amps in there. Not that Princeton's are low end. They're, they're solid workhorse amps, but I've got the tone King and I've got the rev back there now. And I've got that grand Dumble clone yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm thinking about calling that group of amps, the yacht club. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to come up with a graphic or something like that. But sometimes I want to I want to start using my fancy amps. Right. And, you know, I want to lean into it. I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, this YouTuber only sounds like that because they're using blah, 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 amp, blah, 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 mic, blah, blah, blah. So what? I got nice amps. I want to use them. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do the last ad. And then this get last ad was sent by Joey Scar. It is a black three coil dual rail humbucker guitar pickup. There's also a white one. There's a white, like there's a white version of it. Yeah. Oh, there's a white version of it. It's this one's called a GM Stratabucker triple coil al nickel rod and dual rail humbucker white. It's basically a single coil pickup at a 6.4 resistance and a hot rail at 15 K all on. Oh, it's okay. I see the wiring is. I was trying to stare at the wiring and figure out how exactly this is going to work. Cause it's, it's got five cables. So I think it's just like a standard. Um, so I think it is why my, my, my guess is that it's wired as if the, uh, hot rail or whatever rail pickup is not, uh, not splittable. Right. So, so you've only got two wires for the hot rail and you got two wires for the single coil exactly. and then you have a bare ground wire. And you have the bare ground. I, exactly. wish you could, I wish you could split that hot rail because that would give you a lot of possibilities. I mean, you could take it apart and figure out a way to split it if you really wanted I, to. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> this is really interesting to me. It's probably a case of like too much. Sure. Like it sounds good on paper, but like in execution, it's it's not going to do exactly what you want it to do. It is an Alnico single coil with strat pole pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Next to a ceramic hot rail, and they're just bundled together on a on a humbucker mount. Uh huh. So you've got you functionally got a classic sounding stratty single coil, and then a hot punchy bright hot rail humbucker 
all in one package that you can throw into one humbucker spot. What could go wrong? I, this might be really fun. If you drop this into like a less, a less Paul style or some kind of like dual humbucker scenario, right. And you used a five way switch. You could have neck, neck, middle, um, middle, full, middle, full bridge, uh, in the third position. And then fourth position, single coil, fifth position, uh, hot rail only. Well, I think that the go-to move would to have, like, say you've got a two pickup guitar. Yeah. So you've got your main three-way switch uh-huh. to go between the two. And then you have two small three-way toggle switches to determine. You could, you could just put it on a push-pull. That's probably the way to do it. But then you're only select, you're only muting one with a push-pull. Oh, because you're using, talking about a three-way Because you want I want to be able okay. to have single, single and hot rail and hot rail. So I, I want a three-way for each pickup. Right. Or just throw this into, uh, you know, a one pickup super strat sort of thing. This pickup is $27. Also, like. Also, this other pickup is $43. I know. Well, one's on Reverb and one's on eBay. Mm. I think is what's going on. So, you know, different sellers selling the same thing. Right. But they look like basically, I mean, they're all, they're basically sure they're the all coming. Thing. They're yeah. probably on Ollie for 10 bucks. I mean, it's the same shape of the pulled pieces there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's probably the same exact manufacturer. I would get the white one. Maybe I should get one of these just to try it. Like how bad could it, how bad could it be? You could drop it in invader and this pickup in the West. Oh, this would actually West look, Tone. What's, would what's that fun. brand again? Yeah, West Tone. West Creek. West Creek. This would look kind of fun in the West Creek. Yeah. And I wanted to swap out the bridge because it is a little microphonic. And oh, I'm, I'm fine leaving the neck being a little microphonic, but this and the bridge would actually be pretty fun. I wonder if they come in any other colors. If they come in some fun colors, I might do that. Just to be weird. So we went through this whole... We went through the... <laughs> wow. Happened again. We went through this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Adventurers Club. Is the Vodka V, is that Adventurers Club? You think that should be Adventurers Club eligible? It's, I think the SG gets it. You think the SG There's gets it? There's so much. Vodka V is straight out. Yeah, I think the SG just, the moment that you start spraying Rhino Liner on a guitar, like it's, I mean, it's I, in the running. But then Kramer Neck, Split Top yeah, Tuners that, are, right, that right. are strung up wrong, a Floyd Rose. For some, like there's a there's a almost four hundred dollar Floyd Rose system thrown into the mix, and then like a, a, an off brand filter drawn, and the Charlie Christensen pickup in the neck is like there's just so much going on. Like I just described parts from five different guitars, and they're all put into one, and there's also Rhino Liner in the mix. Like that that no, wins right. in my opinion. So congratulations to. Uh, Ed Pandicia. Pandicia. Congrats. Uh, Pandicia. Let me, let me write this down. This song was sent by Blue. He says, I always try to wait till you ask to send a tune, but there are 40 plus on my YouTube page if you ever need them. Some of them might even be listenable. You don't have to mention it, but this tune and the one my son did are including a collection from independent folks and enthusiasts that raise money for kids' cancer help. Info there on the YouTube, which I, of course, will have a link to his page. Um, 
He says, oh, and as a gag to sort of make a little fun of a guitar player, I feel that does it. All the lead solo guitar is played on one string. I don't, why is that a gag? What's wrong with that? Yeah. All, all of my leads are played on one string. You just described Dick Dale. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But this song is called 99, and I never connected to Bluetooth. I'll do it right now. I'm working on it.
Good job. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Blue. Stay grounded.